Welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vatabunker. And I'm Kenton Larson. Summertime and the living You know what I'm going to say, Kenton? I have a feeling. <laughs> it's, the best, it's the best time of year to be an instructor. It is a wonderful... It is summertime. It is the most wonderful time of the year. No, no, that's Christmas time. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it is the no. This is actually more wonderful than that. Is it? Don't you think so? I don't know. I, it, I was. I, I'm half joking, of course. Uh, it is the summertime. That's why we're kind of our um, schedule is a little wonky right now. Uh, we haven't posted for a while on the Meteors podcast. Our apologies, but you know, we're just not here. We're not here at the campus. It's not top of mind. We're off doing our fun summer things, hanging on the beach, taking photos of our feet on the beach. Got to uh, do that. That kind of stuff. Take, uh, taking photos of my feet watching the World Cup. Oh, that's right. I forgot about the World Cup. That's right. I've not been following it at all. If there is it done is, now? Is it oh, over? It, just, it, it was over yesterday and France won. So oh. viva la France, everybody. But, <laughs> but and you know, <laughs> no irony in my, no, no, no sense of sarcasm in my voice when I say that. But if there is a better waste of time in summer, than the World Cup, I don't know what it is because it sucks hours out of the summer. It is, it's a wonderful, wonderful excuse uh, to yeah, waste time. Maybe, it is fantastic. Maybe next time I'll get, I'll get more into it. I just can't. Uh... Well, in eight years, it's in Canada. Is so, it really? Uh, Canada, U.S., and Mexico. Oh, are sharing. Wow. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so. Where, where in Canada? Uh, Toronto, uh, probably. Uh, Vancouver. Oh, Vancouver. Uh, no. Chris, oh no, oh, sorry, Chris, Edmonton. Chris yeah, we haven't introduced him yet. Chris Schiffman is here. Hi, Chris. But it's, it's Edmonton, Toronto, and Montreal. Montreal. Okay, Chris Schiffman, everybody. Hey, Chris, how's your? Son? You are not a teacher, so no. the living is not easy for you. How's no, your not. living? Well, it's Amazon Prime Day, so it's oh, yeah. happy Amazon. Oh, is Prime that a big day. day for you? It's the most wonderful time of the year. Do you do you order lots on Amazon Prime Day? Uh, no, but I'm gonna check it out and see what's uh, what's up this year. What is Amazon Prime Day? <laughs> it's their made-up holiday where they just have a big sale throughout the summer, so they can just sell more Amazon products and then some other uh, items, but also get people to subscribe to Amazon Prime. So then you can also watch your Prime Video uh, original content. Maybe you can answer a question for me that I can, that apparently nobody can answer in the affirmative or the negative when I ask them this question. Maybe you can. If I get Amazon Prime, but I buy it through the U.S. Amazon, does that screw up any? Does that mean I can't? Watch it here in Canada, or so, I can. There is a Canadian version of Amazon oh. Prime. So if you sign up with Amazon Prime in Canada, you can access the Canadian version, which has some shows that are actually available on Hulu or some other mm-hmm. uh, cable channels that we don't have it, here in Canada. Didn't it kind of replace uh, Show Me when Show Me went off? It got it took it, some of those shows. It kind of filled the void. Uh, I've been but watching- I have to actively make that decision. Then I can get one or the other, but I can't have all. I, I can't answer that. See, well, you have just to get the Canadian well, one. No, no, I have no. an Amazon account, and I can order from any Amazon from in the world, mm-hmm. and which I do. So, like, I once think they a, might. I think they might force you to get the Canadian oh. Prime. I don't know. Okay, well, if that's true, then <laughs> screw you, Prime Day, because <laughs> I want. I want to get all. I want all the. I want everything. I want all the shows. Not well, just, all, you get all the Amazon originals plus some other stuff that no other Canadian provider has. Uh, so, eh. so yeah. Eh. But if you want to, if you want to watch the Looming Tower starring Jeff Daniels, it's on Amazon Prime Video Canada. I don't, but I want to watch the Man in the High Castle. Is that there? Man that's, in the High yep, Castle. That's and on how there. about um? What's the other one? Oh, uh, how about Mozart in the Jungle? That's on there. How about any other shows within the? Yes. <laughs> Do you have some more of those? They probably have some. Okay. 
Because th- those are the ones that I've always wanted to see, and I, and I sort of always like, I'll see it in a bin someday in a DVD, but I, but I don't think I will, actually. I don't think you will no, see that in a bin. No. Um, so today we are going to talk about TV. The Emmy nominations came out last week, and I, I at first I thought it's kind of an unusual thing for them to do, release their nominations in the middle of summertime where people aren't really watching TV that much, but really, uh, the more I thought about it, the more it makes sense because they want people to get excited about the awards and binge these shows over the over the summer before the new seasons start up in the fall. So it is it is kind of the same thing as the Oscars where they want you to spend the next few months watching all these nominees so that when the awards air in I guess it's September, is that right? Early September. Yeah, so that when the awards air you'll you'll be able to root for your favorite shows and and get into the awards, which we're going to do I guess. So was was this well. announcement early this year? Is I don't know. Right? I don't know. Chris, it's usually what, do you in the remember? Summertime. I think it's about the same around the same time. Yeah, it's same? in the summertime. Yeah. It does seem weird, the timing. Uh, I mean, but it does. When you think about it, it does make sense. And this is the time where a lot of people uh, will binge. They will catch up on shows they, they don't ha- they've never watched or they have their list, their wait list or whatever on, on Netflix, and they'll, they'll get a lot of stuff going. Although Netflix has been pretty active as far as uh, new stuff. They've, they've been releasing a lot of new stuff in the last few weeks. Um, I think the new season of Orange is the New Black is coming out. Soonish this week, next week. I don't know. I quit that one. I, I watched me too. I watched <laughs> uh, I watched How It Ends uh, this weekend, which is the uh, the movie starring uh, uh, Saul Guerrero himself, uh, Forrest Whitaker, <laughs> and uh, it was shot here in Winnipeg. And I didn't know that until I started watching it. I realized, oh, this has been shot in Winnipeg. What was the first thing you saw? Well, there was a. You could tell by the landscape. It starts to kind of. You know, this looks pretty familiar. This looks like it's it's Winnipeg. And then there's a, a shot of the uh, Skinner's Wet and Wild uh, <laughs> abandoned water park that sits outside of Winnipeg, uh, rusted and, and uh, uh, run down slot water slides. And there's actually quite an exciting sequence on the Arlington Bridge. I'll say that as well. That was actually the most exciting I've ever seen the Arlington Bridge. Uh, depicted in a in a movie, but the movie itself is not great. I'll tell you that. Uh, how it ends, it doesn't end. It doesn't end well. It ends confusingly. There's no in the in the title, or that's a, so there was that's a big right. major strike against it from the get go. But I love. Uh, I've always thought that Skinner's Wet and Wild, which for people not from Winnipeg is uh, the water slide park, which is old and rusty, but still up for some reason. Well, but it's it's abandoned. It's right. not been active for that's decades. That's a great place for a horror movie. Oh, yeah. No, it's kind of a cool setting. I think yeah. that's why they shot there. They saw the director must have seen it or somebody scouted that location and said, this is kind of a neat-looking place. It looks like it's supposed to be the apocalypse, so... This looks Let's like the epo- water park. Exactly. The only thing is, they took the the restaurant, the actual restaurant Skinner's, which is still an active restaurant that's open. Yeah. Uh, they had to kind of make that look a little bit run down inside, so they shut down the restaurant and and kind of messed it up a bit because uh, there was a few shots in the interior there. But yeah, it was kind of a neat. They have some good hot dogs at that Skinner's. I'll oh, say yeah. that for it. Absolutely. <laughs> some tasty dogs. Um, so we're going to go through the, um, I guess, the main categories of the Emmys. No, we're not going to make our picks yet, but we want to talk about kind of what surprised us, if there's any snubs or anything we How think. How about predictions? We can make some predictions. <laughs> but we'll, we'll, here's the thing. We'll make our official picks closer to the actual Emmys. Yeah, that's right. Actually, that'll also give us a chance to catch up on any series that we haven't watched. I've been, uh, I haven't been binging a ton. I've actually reading more this summer than I usually do. Ooh. So I'm reading right now the Thrawn novel uh, by Timothy Zahn, which is actually pretty good. It tells the origin story of of Grand Admiral Thrawn of the Star Wars universe. So anyway, um, so let's start with, I've just got a list here. This is from Vox.com. I'm going to go kind of backwards uh, from, I guess, the lowest to the highest. We'll start with Outstanding Variety Talk Series. Um, And this is, you were saying something about this category, Kenton? You didn't? 
Like this one, or what was it? This is the music, song, and dance? Oh, one no, there? I was saying that because there are so many categories for the Emmys, I have trouble retaining who's nominated for what. Yeah, it's like, kind of it, tough. It's, it's all over the place, and they have a, a checkered history of calling a drama a comedy, comedy a musical. They do that for the uh, they, Golden Globes as well. Yes. They do something sketchy there. So so that, so that we a refresher would be appreciated before so, uh, each of these categories. So uh, is Chris reading them, or are you reading I'll them? read them. Okay. I have the uh, Outstanding Variety Talk series, and the nominees are The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Full Frontal with Samantha B, Jimmy Kimmel Live, Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, The Late Late Show with James Corden, and The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. So no Fallon? No Fallon, no. Are you surprised? I heard a Jimmy. Was there a Jimmy in there? No, Jimmy Kimmel. Okay, okay. Not Fallon. Okay, well, yeah, that makes sense. Is that a snub? (laughs) Is that you think Fallon should have been nominated? Well, no, he should not have been, and that is a big snub But to to his shitty show. Like, that's that's a snub. Is that a snub? Or is a snub somebody did something great and they're not in there? Is that a snub? I think that's a snub, yeah. If somebody deserves to be nominated... And they're not. Well, that's what a, a snub is. I would suggest that if there's only one other one in that category and they're not there, that's a snub. Or there's also Seth Meyers as well. Yeah, he was not oh. nominated. Yeah, that seems right too. No, no, he's <laughs> pretty good. He's, Myers is pretty funny. He's, he does, well, okay, he's better than Fallon. <laughs> Ironically, because yeah. he does, has the follow-up show. My, some of my classes are better than Fallon. Yeah, that's not that's true. Um, and they're painful. Do they sing songs to them? <laughs> Sometimes. They play games. Um, so yeah, that that I mean, that, nothing surprising other in that category. I think who won this last year? John Oliver. He's only had one last couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that show continues to be really good. Uh, I enjoy last week tonight. Um, it's it's kind of my Sunday night end of the night kind of a thing. I watch it every Sunday, and it's been it's been fun. Uh, is Letterman no Letterman talk show in there? No. Is he in another category? He's in a different category. Oh, is he? Okay. okay. What's that category called? Sorry if I'm making you flip. No, no. I'll look. I'll look it up. Hold on a second. <laughs> Just a, well, well, let's do that one too. Let's whatever that one is. And we'll... I don't. Do you have that one, Chris? I don't have that one here. Oh, comedy series. Is that what it is? No, it's like in a, a different format of all the miscellaneous that's, shows. Yeah, that's oh my what, God. That's what makes this impossible. Uh, outstanding show that doesn't fit into any other categories. Yeah. Is that what this is? Yeah. It's not on my list. I don't have that one. It is under outstanding informational series or special. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, so what are the nominees there? So you have Anthony Bourdain, Parts mm-hmm. Unknown. Oh, that's going to oh. win. That's going to win. Uh, Vice <laughs> from HBO, Star Talk with Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, Lee Remini, Scientology and the Aftermath. Mm-hmm. And my next guest needs no introduction with David Letterman. So either it'll be a snub if Bourdain <laughs> doesn't win. Well, Bourdain will win because he'll, he'll, he'll think, win. Yeah. yeah, I think it'll just be like to honor his memory and all that other stuff. Did right? the crocodile hunter clean up that year? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's too terrible. soon. You know what? I told that joke. I, uh, I remember I actually went to class that day and I said, oh, sorry, I'm a little late. Uh, I was... Uh, stabbed in the chest by a monkfish or whatever it was, and uh, I don't remember what was it. Was it a monkfish? No, it was like a manta ray or was something. It, yeah, it was a ray of some kind. Okay, so I made a joke about that, and yeah. all those students went, oh, like they were <laughs> horrified. And uh, I would suggest to you that today that joke is too late. <laughs> That's right. <it> is. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, um, I, yeah, it's kind of funny how they have to put these into different uh-huh. categories given – um, it's the similarity of the show. It, it's a, I guess it's not straight up comedy. Letterman's new show is not a full like. It's funny. There's funny moments, but it's not. I guess branded as a comedy. It's branded more as an intellectual talk show where he talks about issues and and that kind of stuff. I've actually, I'm still behind on it. I've not, I've not watched all the episodes. They're good. So, it, yeah. en- it ends strong with Howard Stern. Oh, cool. So yeah. So it's it, it's. I love that show, but there's no. Well, what's the other category called? The Fallon. Snub uh, variety talk series. I mean, you could make that argument, I suppose. I guess there's no band now. 
That's maybe that's the difference. You need a band. You don't need a band because Oliver doesn't have a band. Neither does the Daily Show at Full Frontal. Like it's probably like you know costumes. uh, Strategic to go into this category as opposed to the variety talk. Probably. I think the um, the uh, difference, the main difference, is there's no um, current comedy like monologue styled comedy like currently because these are all either daily or weekly shows and they Mm -hmm. they take the news of the day or the week and and they write a bunch of jokes about it and make fun of it and letterman doesn't do that anymore he doesn't have a monologue well he sort of does well but it's not like timely no it's just like jokes about stuff or whatever it's not anything that because you never know when you're gonna what someone's gonna watch that episode it's not gonna be every night as it was when he hosted the late show so you know i i still watch colbert that's kind of my go-to every night i'm watch colbert almost every night um he's my guy corden i just i don't know it's just not my i not only my like thing. the segment when he has uh, guests on and they eat disgusting food and they have to either answer a question and they really make it so, like a question that you would want to ask someone that will either embarrass or you know is very like um uncomfortable to answer so then they have to eat like a pig's foot or just like bird saliva it's like really gross things that'll watch it's very funny to watch that uh, <laughs> i didn't even know that was a thing until you just said it so yeah. sounds like jeff Sp- probes came up with it it's, yeah it's like uh sp- spill your guts or something and yeah if you're gonna watch something of his watch that because it's uh who doesn't like to see people uh vomit or grimace at the smell or sight of certain gross food so like a fear factor was built on that and his paul mccartney um <clears throat> karaoke was amazing mm-hmm. that was a great little segment i thought that it sort of run its course but you get mccartney on there that was yeah special hey i coughed up the million dollars for the paul mccartney tickets so <laughs> oh yeah it must have worked worked on someone <laughs> did you get the platinum package what did the golden crested i got I, I i made the i made the classic mistake of i want good tickets please <laughs> and then uh, it signs you up, and the next thing and you your know, your assistant got it for you, and you're like, "Here you go." The next, the next, that's right. The next thing you know, you're going with people you don't even know. Anyway, let's move on. What's uh, our next category? Do you get to meet him at least, or no, oh, no, no, you don't get to meet Paul McCartney. Sometimes they have those packages. You can meet people backstage. I've been to Paul McCartney shows where he didn't even show up. <laughs> All right, what, what's our next the category? The next one is Sketch Series. So this is uh, the uh, <laughs> SNL, of course, is nominated. Oh. Uh, Portlandia, Tracy Ullman's show, which I've never seen. I Love You, America with Sarah Silverman. I haven't seen that one either. And uh, Drunk History, At Home with Amy Sedaris. I've only ever – of these, I haven't, I haven't like watched Portlandia lately, but it's always been a funny show. Yeah. SNL kind of had a hit or miss season, in my opinion. It wasn't great. Miss. 98% um, miss. Come on. You can watch that show without cracking a grin, like nothing. There was a, the the uh, the Bill Hader episode was pretty good. Bill Hader, John Mulaney. Those yeah, were those were episodes. those are good. The ones where the old SNL alums came back, those were funny. <laughs> but when they had uh, what was the worst? <laughs> I one? don't know. <laughs> oh man, there was a really bad one. I can't remember who it was. Oh man, I'm blanking on it. But anyway, that there, was not the batting average on that show is so low. And we are definitely. Getting tired of Alec Baldwin as Trump. They're, that's something that... And he was nominated again. Oh. And I paid a million dollars for his tickets and uh, under under the banner of Master of Disguise or Voices or whatever. Characters, right? Oh, man. You guys are just reminding me of my foolhardy yeah. spending habits. Um, yeah, the, I think... I think. Uh, well, I, we're not making predictions, but I think the worst one will win. Saturday Night Live will yeah, win again, uh, you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. I don't think so. I think yeah. uh, A Drunk History is a funny show. Um... Do you think that the Me Too movement or, or the uh, the uh, Time Is Up movement will have an effect on the Emmys and the winners at all? Will we see a bigger focus on female-centered shows? Will Full Frontal get 
the win this year because uh, it's a very good show. Samantha Bee is very funny, and she makes a lot of really interesting, relevant jokes about this stuff. So maybe she'll get get some uh, attention before it. Uh, well, I don't think Harvey Weinstein will win for Best Actor. <laughs> like, you can't make that joke. Let me, uh, the, the, too soon. No, Seinfeld made it. Remember, did you watch Comedians in Cars Getting Coffee? The yeah, I binge watched it in one night, so I can't remember who said I what. I know, I don't like that, actually. I yeah. prefer when they used to release it at one, every yeah, week. Yeah, I think you're right. But uh, he made a Harvey Weinstein joke as well, and people are kind of upset about that. So I guess he can't Oh, really? About, yeah, well, I don't know. No jokes a lot? No jokes a lot about Harvey Weinstein yet. I used to have Bin Laden jokes, and that was... <laughs> And that was when the guy got a bullet through his head. So uh, I don't know. The other, no, uh, no one seems to complain. Category <laughs> I've got here: outstanding reality competition series. Um, and I mean, I don't know. I don't really watch any of these, but uh, the Amazing Race tends to win every year, does it not? It's amazing. It is literally amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm watching the Canada version right now, and it's fun. It's it's always yeah. fun. Um, but the the production and the money and the organization that goes into that, and certainly, although RuPaul's Drag Race is more oh. popular than ever. Um, and, and, uh, what else is here? American Ninja Warrior, which I think is quite funny that that's, uh, that's nominated. I don't know what that is. I've never watched it, but. The Voice has won the last couple of years. Oh, oh has it? Okay. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. well, I mean, that's just another, uh, you know, American Idol ripoff. Is, you know what? what La- I give my students a fill out your favorites sheet <laughs> over the different categories. And last year, one of the trends was RuPaul's Drag Race being really among, job. yeah, among their favorite shows. Because so, it's also on Netflix. Right. So, and so but among that young demo, which is what everybody wants, uh, that's the most popular show by a mile. Interesting. Well, popularity doesn't win Emmys, so no, I, you know that. I still want my documentary on behind the scenes at The Amazing Race. I want to know how the hell they do that. It must be such a pain in the ass to get all that stuff set up in multi-languages and, and having the people show <laughs> up on time and the whatever miss. Who, wherever they are, Miss India has to show up and stand on the mat for a whole afternoon or something. Like, it's just got to be horrible. No, 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 you know they have to go to their trailer, and then when somebody says, okay, they're on their way, they, they run out to the mat and sit there. Welcome be what to it is. India. And he's like, yeah, now shut up. Like, like, you don't get to say anything when you're that person. But my guess is they sometimes say something that needs to be cut out. I think it would just be really interesting to see yeah, how no, all that Yeah, I know it would be, for sure. Yeah. Um, let's move on to, and Chris, jump in. If you're missing a category that you want to uh, talk about, is there anything that, that I've missed? I was going to move on to supporting actress in a drama series. Well, there was a uh, outstanding oh, limited series. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah so what's let's, that? Let's, let's talk about that one. Do you have that one? I don't have it. Yeah. So there's The Alienist, which oh, I, I love was it. talking about. Yeah. Uh, the Assassination of Gianni Versace, American Crime Story. Genius Picasso. Godless and Patrick Melrose. Oh, is Genius Picasso the one with, uh, uh, um, uh, what's his name? You have to say it. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> what, what, I have to say what? In an accent. Oh, Antonio, Antonio Banderas. Banderas. It's, is that, that's the one where he plays Picasso? Yeah. Okay. I heard that was pretty good. I've not seen any is of these. Is that the one where he plays <laughs> Picasso? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the one where he plays Einstein. That's funny. Um, <laughs> Patrick Melrose is with. Cumberbatch, is that yeah. right? Yeah, I saw, I, I saw the, that. I saw the book at McNally Robinson, and I was like, "What the hell is this? I should look it up." And it's like, doesn't come out in Canada for another month or something. No, no, it's on, it's on uh, Crave TV right now. Oh, Crave TV. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think on. Uh, it doesn't come on normal TV. It's on TMN, I believe, too. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Normal and TV. It was like a, like a, out in like two weeks, and that was it. So it was here and gone. Oh, re- so it's already. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, weird. That's a that's an unusual tactic to just put it up and yeah. take it away. That's not usually. Well, not here. I mean, like it's like the season's already done. There was like only five episodes, so it's very. Oh, I see what you mean. So, but you can still watch. Did it, you watch right? it? I haven't watched it. No. 
I'm not either. I have no there opinion on this There was a Jets category. playoff run that threw off all my Emmy season watching. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, we've mentioned sports more than ever on this <laughs> podcast. All right, so what's our next category? Uh, well, let's do uh, let's do a drama then. Um, um, sorry. Back supporting to actress? supporting actress in the drama series. And I think this is interesting that this is supporting actress, right? Not mm-hmm. prime, like whatever act. Look, mean actress, I guess, but um, I guess it has it has to do with the uh, the ensemble nature of Game of Thrones. But Lena Headey is nominated for supporting. This is um, uh, what's her name from uh, Game of Thrones? You guys can jump in anytime. What's her name? <laughs> I don't know. I don't Lannister, know. Lannister, Lannister, Cersei Lannister. Oh yeah, okay. From from Game of Thrones, she's a supporting. I guess she's not in the show as much as she was in the beginning. I don't know how. Didn't she I, win supporting? I think I think everybody on the show has to be a supporting because there's no primary actor right that has to be well, it's an ensemble be, the beheaded guy <laughs> season one <laughs> i don't know <coughs> uh what's his name him. again uh, ned stark they killed Seamus him Seamus no. no that's not his name but it's something like, something like that they, they, they killed him he was that's a fun that's a, what made that show so awesome in that first season yeah. is that he was the main actor he was the most famous yeah. actor in the whole show sean bean sean bean yes yeah. oh god Seamus O'Riordan. <laughs> and they uh and they killed him off at the end of the first season which yeah. is what the big that was the big kind of thing whoa what did they do there but yeah, that was amazing yeah uh what else do we have millie bobby brown from stranger things mm-hmm. vanessa Kir- vanessa kirby from the crown and dowd the handmaid's tale Yvonne Strahovski, The Handmaid's Tale, Alexis Bladel, The Handmaid's Tale, and Tandy Newton from Westworld. Um, and I've not caught up on The Handmaid's Tale. Oh. I've not seen the season of The Handmaid's Tale yet, but uh, obviously Anne Dowd is a, probably a frontrunner. Oh. She's so amazing. She was so good in The in the Leftovers. It's pretty much a perfect season of Handmaids, I'd say, with, yeah. uh, with uh, one exception, but that's a giant spoiler, so I'm going to okay, my Okay, thank shut. you for not saying that. Are you up to date with it, uh, Chris? No, I didn't. Just, again, Jets playoffs, just push it to the <laughs> side. So. And then I never got around to watching it. Well, it's funny it's, if you don't get around to watching it, you never will. That's kind of the idea. Are these nominations for season two, by the way? Do uh, yeah. Yes, it has to be. Because okay. they, they didn't have nominations last year for season one. I think it's a show that draws attention to itself and its greatness. The cinematography in particular. Well, just It cleaned up last year. It won yeah. Best uh, Drama and uh, Best Actress. I'd expect and, the same. Um, but I like I mean, I like season two of Stranger Things. It feels like because it's, it's oh. so long ago. Now that it's far back in our memory, you know, not as good. Well, not as good as season one, no. but I mean, Millie Bobby Brown is is a great performer. I think she would. I'd love to see her win something like this. You know, I think it would be great for her to get some recognition. Stranger Things was pretty much shut out last year; didn't win anything. And I think I still think it's an amazing show, and it deserves more recognition than it gets. Well, season one, I would say. I, oh. I, I thought season two is a little. I don't know. Lead we're, act- re- we're retreading some places we've been already. That's I true. Thought, that's true. You know. Uh, lead actress in a drama series. So this is the lead actress. Sandra Oh, Killing Eve. Good Canadian actress there. Sandra Oh. First Asian person nominated what? in a major category. Why is that? Why does it take category. so long for that to happen? That's yeah. ridiculous. She's an amazing that, that actress. That was one of the big uh, headlines out of these nominations. Oh, jeez. Um, and that show starts on Bravo, I think, this weekend. Does it? Yeah. What's it about? I don't know. <laughs> I only know it's got a lot of good buzz. Okay. I All I know is Sandra Oh is in it. <laughs> Sandra O oh is, is phenomenal. Um, yeah, she's great. Uh, Tatiana Maslany, our friend Tatiana oh. Maslany from Orphan Black, which I actually tried to start watching this summer. I got it. It was on Crave TV. I was kind of over there and looking through stuff. I'm like, oh, I'll give, I'll give Orphan Black a shot. I couldn't get past the Russian accent the, in the first episode, the bad Russian accent, or maybe second episode. Episode one? Episode two, maybe. See, I watched the first she season. Shows, she shows up as, uh, obviously, she has a British accent in the first character. Then her second character shows up and has a Russian accent. I'm like, ah, I don't know. 
But I, I hear, I mean, obviously it gets much, much better, and I need to give it a chance. But uh, she won last year, didn't she, for uh, lead actress? I think that's a Golden Globe. I think it was two years ago. She oh, won. two years ago, and the, but this was the Golden final Globe season. Or was it Emmy? She won an Emmy. I'm sure she won an Emmy. Okay, anyway, uh, but this is for the fi- <laughs> final season of Orphan Black, which is now done. So this is her last chance to win for this. Um, then Carrie Russell for the Americans, which I know you you really liked, Kenton. Yeah, um, and it was their last season, so. So again, another, think, uh, so this is going to be a tough category. Yeah, so that, you know, you're always favored in your last season. Yeah, but we have two there. Um, yeah. Claire Foy for The Crown. Uh, the Crown plays, is fantastic. Please, Queen Elizabeth. And by the way, the whole cast of The Crown is changing because they're aging Queen Elizabeth. Do you know about that? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so the entire cast is changing. So this is that cast's last chance to be nominated. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So they're going to jump forward 20 years or something like that? I, what... Apparently so, okay. which I, I'm, you know, I love the cast, so I'm so very sorry to hear that. But Oh, who plays Philip in that? I remember. Um, oh, he's amazing. That guy. That guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy's great. Remember. But uh, yeah, I've heard he's excellent. Oh, bang on. Other uh, actresses in this category, Elizabeth Moss, of course, for The Handmaid's Tale, and Evan Rachel Wood for Westworld. Mm-hmm. And I, am I assuming this is the second season of Westworld? Has to be. Yeah. We're talking about here. Not as good as the first season, in my opinion. We haven't really talked no, about Westworld. No, but good. It was okay, I would say. It was I, not. Good. Okay. It kept me going. Yeah. I was looking forward to it each week. I wasn't. Some weeks were better than others. They had me at uh, Shogun World, and then we only had Shogun World for like an episode and a half. I thought that was the worst episode and a half, the <laughs> Shogun World. Seriously. I didn't. I was well, like, I wanted, get out of Shogun World. I wanted to see more what? of Shogun oh, World. Oh, my God. Do we need another tea ceremony? <laughs> Do we need another? No, we don't. We need to get to the cliff. Oh, okay. That's what we need. Whatever. The, cl- the Jimmy Cliff. No, the cl- the, there's the cliff with the, with the glyph. <laughs> We needed to get there faster. I don't know. But apart from, you know, they had to get. They had a. They had a goal where they were. They all season where they wanted to end up. Oh, that was not the cliff. That was like the valley of death or something, wasn't it? No spoilers. But there's a glyph on a cliff. There's a pellet with the poison. Oh, I know. And the vessel with the pestle. That. I'm walking in my pocket. <laughs> That's you guys right. know who you're, Doctor Seuss. That's um, right. So anyway, but I, I mean, it was still fine. Evan Rachel World. I didn't love her. I didn't love her character this season. I thought it wasn't as good as last season. Uh, the first I thought, season was a more I nuanced. I thought performance. Tandy Newton was better this year than than Evan Rachel Wood in her. Maybe he just her character was more interesting to me. She was in more of the episodes. Yes, yes. So it's uh, you know a, a pretty good season, but overall there were some issues. The best episode, in my opinion, was the one with the um, indigenous man who uh, who. They just tell the whole story of his his life. Yeah, the, that was an amazing episode. If there's an award for a standalone episode, that should be nominated because that one was really good. Uh, but there were a few that were like, oh, come on, let's just get to whatever they're doing. It took too long to get to that. So okay, supporting actor in a drama series: Nikolai Coster Waldau, Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, Peter Dinklage from Game of Thrones, Mandy Patinkin Homeland, David Harbor Stranger Things, and Matt Smith for The Crown. That's who plays Philip. Matt Smith, Doctor oh. Who. Doctor Who plays, Doctor, right. d- plays Prince Philip. Um, so, I mean, you know, these are all, none of these are surprises. They're all pretty. Oh, so jo- Joseph Fiennes for The Handmaid's oh. Tale. That was the other one that was in there. Yeah, I was watching it yesterday and going, oh, I hope they kill that bastard. He's so horrible <laughs> on that show. And then part of me, and but deep down inside, it was like, they're not going to kill him because he's too good an actor. That's the problem with that guy. He's too good. Joseph Fiennes. This is Ray Fiennes' brother. Yeah, he can't. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's just. I'm not, I mean, since Shakespeare in Love, I haven't seen him in any. He's such a dirty rat in Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> you want, you just, well, please plunge a knife into his back ASAP is what you're begging for the entire time. But he's, 
I don't think they will ever kill him in that show because he's too good. Maybe in the last episode or something ever, but he's too good an actor. Like when I watch it, I'm like, he's too good. They can't kill him. It's sad. Like and out too good. <laughs> can't kill her. The killer in uh, didn't the killer in um, yeah they absolutely killed her in in uh, the leftovers. In she the was even better after she died in That's the leftovers. Right. <laughs> Nobody really died in the in the leftovers. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, again, nothing surprising of those ones. I have not seen Homeland. I, I stopped watching after season two. Yeah, I have not too. seen The Crown. Um, again, Handmaid's still Game of Thrones. I think is going to do very well. It was a great season of Game of Thrones. I thought um, less less so in terms of overall arc, though. Right. Yeah, we had that, and we had the issue with the time yeah. frames and that kind of stuff. But lots of big dragons. Like, Game of the, Thrones is always great. So when you're like, ah, last season, okay, so last season maybe wasn't as great as the season before, but it's still a great show. And I would say this similarly, um, one thing that happened in Handmaid's Tale I was not a fan of, but, oh, my God, the show is amazing. It's week in, week out. It's com- just great, compelling TV. So when we're chipping away at these, it's nice to put it in perspective because these are like great shows. There's no doubt about it. They're all oh, yes. great shows. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And The Crown is a great show, a show I did not expect to love as much as I do. All right, moving on to lead actor in a drama series, uh, Jason Bateman for Ozark. Have you guys watched that yet? No, no. I have not. No. Have you heard anything about it? I, I don't know. It's I kind of know what it's good, about. Uh, reviews. It's, it's, it's Jason Bateman in a, in a dramatic role, which is not usual for him. He's more of a comedic actor, so... Nice to see him in a different... Well, uh, if the latest season of Arrested Development is anything to go by, stick with the drama, <laughs> Mr. Bateman. I've not seen that yet. Not either. a great season. Uh, Matthew Reese, The Americans. Uh, is that the main uh, guy in The Americans? That's that guy. The husband. Uh, Sterling K. Brown for This Is Us. Milo Ventimiglia uh, for This Is Us. <laughs> uh, Ed, Ed Harris for Westworld. I didn't realize he was the lead actor in that one. And <laughs> Jeffrey Wright for Westworld. So two Westworld nominations. Oh, boy. I mean, I, um, Cancel each other out. I guess, yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, early, this is not my final prediction, but I'm thinking Milo Ventimiglia, whatever his name is, would get it for This Is Us because he, although is he still in the show? His character died this season. That was a big deal, I tell you. I, 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 I've talked about this before in the podcast. I accidentally laughed during the moment when it was happening. I was watching something else on my phone and my wife was watching that show and I laughed at the exact moment that they announced he died. Bad timing, but uh, you people pretended you were looking at people your phone, will right? really, really, you know, that was a big issue or whatever. Um, so he could get it. Uh, although I, uh, maybe he's still in the show. I don't know. There, there could be flashbacks or something like that. I don't know what's going on there. Um, and again, I have no idea. This could go anyway. I think K. Brown won last year. Okay. Well, okay. It could be Pete. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, once you get a lock on it, it Emmys mm-hmm. love giving it, giving you the Emmy year after year. They love giving you really? nominations, yes. and once you win, they'll give oh. you again and again. That's, Julia that's, Louis Dreyfus. Look at her, uh, like yeah. we year after year, and she's great. But year after year after year, well, you it's think like, you want to recognize more, yeah. uh, people. Even right? she's going up there, going like, "Come on, guys! Like <laughs> this is getting crazy! Like, come on, give me a give me a rest one of these years." Uh, we have a supporting actress in a comedy series, and this is um, uh, again. Oh, okay, sorry, uh, Zazie beats for Atlanta. Have you guys watched Atlanta yet? I've only seen previews of the show, and they look good. Yeah, it looks, looks good. good. Uh, Lori Metcalf for Roseanne. Hey, the, the only oh, good part boy. about Roseanne, uh, this, uh, although she probably won't win because of all the controversy surrounding Roseanne, but she was excellent. She was very good. She's funny. Uh, she's the best part of that show. People love her, so if anybody's <laughs> going to buck the Roseanne curse, it'll be her. Oh, yeah, and plus she yeah. got snubbed for the Oscar for um, for. Uh, well, uh, she didn't Lady get Bird. snubbed. She just didn't win. 
I think she is great. Still, I think yeah. she should have won. That's a great movie. I like all told that movie still stands out in my mind, and I think does, over yes. time, I think her performance resonates longer than maybe some of the other movies. I agree. So. I, I Tanya is on Netflix now, and I, I've been meaning to watch. Oh to see, yeah, see what beat her out because uh, what's her name beating her? Um, Betty Gilpin for Glow. Who's that? Betty Gilpin for Glow. She's Liberty Bell. Oh, okay, Liberty Bell. Really? Yes. She's the. She's the. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, no, and that's ahead of what's her face for uh, the other one from yeah, Glow. Alison Brie wasn't nominated. That's and... really weird. I don't, mm. I don't agree with that. I think Alison Brie is excellent. I haven't seen the new season yet, but she's very good in that. Well, this show. is first season one, actually. Oh, is it? Yeah, they missed the cutoff for this year's Emmy, so this is actually season one. Well, yeah, I'm even more confused now because uh, she was much better than Betty Gilpin, I thought. In that, in mm. that well, she would have been the lead, so maybe the lead was just too competitive. Oh, supporting. I get, it, I get it. Uh, and then this is where it gets real confusing. We get into some Saturday Night Live uh, nominations because why? I don't know. It's not uh, not the same thing. Edie Bryant, Leslie Jones, and Kate McKinnon all nominated for SNL. Um, oh boy! I mean, I, <laughs> give me a break. I know. I know. It's not the same. It's not the same thing. It's not. The, you're taking two different types of shows. Completely different. They only types seem. Of shows. They only seem concerned that all the SNL people are equally awarded, not people in other shows. Yeah. Have you I, noticed that? I well, don't know why, why. I don't get the SNL love. But it's like three people from that same show, really. Like I would say Kate McKinnon for sure. She's amazing. But those other two, eh, I don't know. They're okay. Leslie Jones doesn't have a good character. No, she's funny, but she doesn't have any any kind of character that she plays. Or yeah, I of... like her. Yeah, but, she's but that's what on she plays, the, right. is mainly herself. Well, right. I like her, but I don't like whatever she does on the show. Is not really well written. I mean, I've yet to. You're right. I've yet to see her in a character on that show that you really want to see over again. But you know, I've got. That's my complaint about like most of SNL. These right. days, yeah, and Kate McKinnon is one of those one of those actors who who does have some good characters. Yes and no. I mean, the, all, the heavy-handed Hillary Clinton playing the piano from a couple years ago. <laughs> that was lame. That was really lame. <laughs> yeah, like uh, like like she, you know, they're prone. SNL's prone to that to that heavy-handed satire. And Kate that's McKinnon's what, got that old lady, that old lady actress who's like she tells I don't know her name, but she it was funny because it was very timely with the Me Too thing where they did mm -hmm. a, a panel of of actresses and what they've had to go through. And she talks about the old days of Hollywood and it's really funny. She also has that alien abduction character. That's also very funny. She, she does some good She's work. She's Kellyanne Conway, right? Uh, she yeah. does that as well. Yeah. She does Kellyanne Conway. Sorry, so. Chris. Yeah. She won last year and whatever you put, whatever you give her every week, she's going to knock it out of the park. She always is the best performer on the show. So she's, you know, she deserves to be nominated, but perhaps they should have another category separate from, you know, this is people who are in scripted uh, televisions playing the same character. Whereas, you know, uh, Edie Bryant can play five different characters in a show. So why, I've been for five minutes. How is that, you know, comparable? It's not comparable. And, so. and um, but the thing is, they don't have enough nominees to make like outstanding performance in a sketch comedy series or something. But then they've got to separate male and female for some reason. Like, I, that's all another thing that kind of bothers me about all this is the idea of separating out male and female performances. Maybe it's just to give more awards away. But Well, now we're going to get into the big, you, you know what's coming, right? What? <laughs> the person, the transgendered person who's nominated for something. Right. That's what's going to happen. And they're going to look like boneheads. Uh, based on their what happened. Well, it's whatever gender they identify as is is the like if they they're you know identifying as a female, they'll be nominated for female. Let's see how that all goes okay. down. But but it's as I said, like uh, you you were the, you know the I think the Emmys loves more categories. Yeah, that's I right. think if they had their way, there would be like 
150 categories <laughs> because it just means that there's more people they can nominate and more shows that people can watch, right? I mean, I think that's what they're after. Um, the other two nominees in this category, Alex Borstein for The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I don't know what that is. And, it's an uh, Amazon Prime show. Oh, there you go. Another Amazon Prime show for you, Kenton. And, and Megan Mullally. There's no for, in the in the title, so I'm not interested. Megan Mullally was nominated for Will and Grace, which I thought was like a limited thing. Is that coming back as a full-on series? Yeah, or? I think they ordered two more seasons. Oh, my goodness. This is just I – didn't, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch the new season. I thought it was only limited in terms of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> It's a limited series. <laughs> um, oh, that's a terrible. On to lead actress in comedy series. I uh, Pamela all Adlin and Better Things. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Uh, Rachel Brosnahan and the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. Ms. Maisel. Oh, this is a mistake. It's a typo. Okay, so the other one says the marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and this one says the marvelous Ms. Maisel. I don't know which it is, but this is a mistake on Vox.com. Spot the screw up. Uh, Allison Janney for Mom, which I hear is very good, and she's also very good. Issa Rae for Insecure, Tracy Ellis Ross, Blackish, and Lily Tomlin for Grace and Frankie. So no nomination here for Allison Brie for Glow. So she did not win the the um, or she did not get that. And no Jane Fonda. Did you no, say no Jane Fonda? No Lily Tomlin for Grace. Just Lily. Yeah, okay. Jane Fonda is not good enough. All right, and no Julia Louis Dreyfus <coughs> who's won the last no, few but years. I think because, right, because they no stopped beep. the show. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I haven't seen most of these shows. So I don't know. I don't have any opinion on this. Um, yeah, I don't know. know. Allison Janney's probably the favorite. After she won the Oscar. Yeah, and she's probably. always had. She's always been nominated up for Mom. Yeah, and it makes the Emmys look like they're in step with the Oscars. <laughs> it's interesting to me how obviously we're seeing a domination of of streaming services now. Over, I think this year is the year that Netflix actually out was out nominated over the the networks as far as first shows. year that hbo didn't have the most yeah so so um but they still are do, giving some nods to network tv shows like mom which is a sitcom um but that's happening less and less these comedy series like there's very little in the way of a traditional like three camera sitcom anymore that makes you know what i mean like mm-hmm. roseanne's probably the only one that's been nominated i would say so yeah yeah, yeah for sure that's the that's the only one and that How was about just, young sheldon is that nominated? That's single camera. It's a single camera. Oh, sing- it, it, it is single camera. You're right. Is it, it is. Yes, it's not. I never big, watched it. Big Bang Theory is is three cameras, like a traditional live studio audience. Young Sheldon is more along the lines of a. a- well, he's young. They only need one camera. <laughs> <laughs> they need three when you grow up. One for each part of your body. I don't know. <laughs> Why is that camera pointed at my crotch? This is a three camera sitcom. <laughs> Sorry. Um, supporting actor in comedy series, um, another Byron Tyree Henry for Atlanta, Henry Winkler for Barry, which you called yeah. Kenton after you watched Barry. Oh, I knew that was that, yeah, that was going to happen. Louis Anderson for Baskets. Oh. Uh, another Outstanding couple in that. Role. Yes, he's great. Uh, another couple for SNL: Alec Baldwin and Keenan Thompson for SNL. Oh God. Tony Shalhoub for the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. I'm going to have to watch this show. If Tony Shalhoub is in it. Do you watch it, Chris? I haven't watched it yet. No. Oh man. Yeah. We're t- have to. Titus Burgess yeah. for Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, he's usually pretty yeah. funny. I've not seen the new episode, new season of that yet, but it's wearing out its welcome it? a little. Okay. But it's still funny. He's fun. still really good. He's amazing, and it's still, it still it still makes me laugh. The show is still funny. But the problem is it it's it's not su- as surprising as it used to be in some of the stuff that they've done to make it more surprising. Maybe <laughs> or like that robot. Well, they're wrapping up the series, like the next yeah. batch of episodes, I think, comes out in January or February. Yeah. That's the final season. It's the final uh, yeah. eight episodes. 
Yeah, they moved Kimmy to an office, and I was like, this is great. Perfect. <laughs> office, workplace, jokes. This is going to be great. And they kind She was barely, a couple episodes yeah, she was there. A little bit, but I was- Everyone else goes there, except for her. I was waiting for the Mary Tyler Moore, there's one, but I was waiting for like way more Mary Tyler Moore shout outs and stuff <laughs> than there actually were, but it's still a good show. Kids I, don't know that reference. What? It's, but it's, <laughs> but isn't that a point of uh, Kimmy Schmidt that people don't get 90% yes. of those references? I think, I think so, but I, I still like that show, but uh, we'll see. Let's see where it goes. I love the character too. Kimmy Schmidt's a character you could bring back on another show, probably. Oh yeah, that would work. Yeah. Or even, uh. Any any character on that show could Titus, show up yeah, Titus, yeah, be a zone star or a secondary character on a new show. Yeah, lead you know, actor. You have Robert Carlock writing in some way, and Tina Fey maybe yeah. as a producer. That, that could be, be a great show. And actually, because they, it looks like they take pains to get him things that allow him to sing and <laughs> on Kimmy's <laughs> favorite. Right. Well, but I like it. But but and he can. So that's why um, I think a show centered on him as a performing artist could be good fun. Lead actor in All a right. comedy series. I'm just waiting for you guys to finish. It's good. Um, lead actor, uh, Anthony Anderson for Blackish. That's a show that always, again, going back to the network shows, Blackish seems to get a lot of attention. I've never watched it, but it's been going for a couple of years. Seems like the worst name ever for a TV show, but. I felt uncomfortable as a white man watching yeah, it. Am I allowed to? Yeah, I guess you will. We must well, then be. I will. Yeah. Uh, Ted Danson for The Good Place. Larry David, oh. Curb Your Enthusiasm, Donald Glover, Atlanta, Bill Hader, Bailey, Barry, Bailey, Barry, <laughs> and William H. Macy for Shameless. Um, I, hmm. I've only ever, I've all these, I've only seen Curb. Um, so I mean, There's but I don't think Larry in there. Who's before Larry David? Ted Danson for The Good Place. Oh yeah, he's, that's one of his best roles he's ever done. Is yes, in The Good Place. Really? It, it's it's on Netflix. It is awesome. I, I know I've seen a few episodes of it. It was really yeah. interesting. A good premise. For a show, there's a couple of good shows out there with the, with the whole religious aspect that makes it very good. There's there's one show I want to talk about uh, in a few minutes. The the coming fall season, uh, there's one show coming up that doesn't do that very well. But um, but yeah, the good place is, is I've heard a lot of good things about it. And uh, what's oh, her face is also great. very good. The joke about not being able to swear and that kind of She's stuff. She's one it's of the Kristens. Kristen Kristen uh, <laughs> Stewart. Kristen Bell. Kristen Bell. <laughs> See. She's the one from uh, Frozen. I, I refuse to go out on a limb when I'm discussing any Kristen because it's it's Belle or Stewart, and I don't know. Okay, uh, <laughs> so now we go to lead actress in a limited series or movie. Mm-hmm. Where? Okay, so I'm I'm gonna conf- uh, skip this. I don't know where is Twin Peaks. Which category is Twin Peaks in? Uh, writing, directing, uh, sound design. Those are the ones. I but got. is it a limited or is it like a- how does that work? What kind of series is it? Because it's not in limited series. Or mo- oh, it didn't w- didn't get actor nominations is what you're saying. Yeah, that's what I was saying. It was, it's oh, so it writing. is a limited series, but it didn't get any. Dougie nom- didn't get a nomination. Unbelievable. That is a snub. That Absolutely. is. Kyle that McLaughlin, is. man. He played three roles on that show, <laughs> and, and they were all good. And one of them, he was basically a mime actor. <coughs> yeah, it was in the uh, limited series, like a limited TV series. Uh, but it didn't category. get any nominations uh-huh. for acting. That's in- interesting. No. Um, because, yeah, most of these other ones I've not... Like, how can you call American Horror Story a limited series? It's like the fourth season. <laughs> season seven. You know, like, I know that it's an anthology yeah. series, but you have to kind of figure out a way to to put that into a different category because it's not a limited series. Um, yeah, these most of these ones I don't uh, I don't know anything about. Um, but I was kind of interested to see that, that uh, Twin Peaks didn't get the nominations I was hoping for for acting. I thought it was – like, that was last summer. That was the best – 
show on television. It was a perfect summer show. It was. It was so good. Yeah. And, I loved and watching coming it. off the heels of The Leftovers had just wrapped up. And it was nice to have two bonkers, oh. zany shows out there that doing their thing. The one nomination I, sh- I want to mention here, lead actor in a limited series or movie, they do have Jesse Plemons for the USS uh, Callister episode oh. of Black Mirror. So very good episode of yeah. Black Mirror. That's probably a good see, and that so makes they sense. consider that a movie, a short film, a TV film. Is that right? No, it's a limited series because Black Mirror is an anthology series that involves different actors in every. So episode. what's the category? They might even consider that as a TV movie as well. Oh, that could. Yeah, that, I think that's what the other one, Santa Junipero, was was nominated for TV movie because it was a very long episode of Black so Mirror. A long episode can also yes. be a movie. Well, yeah, yeah, because that episode it's a standalone was, uh, nominated for outstanding television movie, so that counts as a TV movie. All right. Part of it, uh, which is a limited, which is like an anthology series. They're making these rules up as they go. They along. make them up, and they, really they, are. they want you know. It's yeah. Netflix gets to advertise that we have the most Emmy nominations because they have all these wonky categories, and they're like, "Hey, it's nominated. You should watch it now." So, and then also, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's, it's nominated, just, so you should watch just, it. All now. it is is politics and right. marketing. That's and, what they're going to do. That's their new campaign. And Netflix, it's nominated. Watch it now. <laughs> Um, outstanding drama series. This is, I guess, the big one of the night. Is uh, for the uh, nominees are the Americans, The Crown, Game of Thrones, Handmaid's Tale, Stranger Things, This Is Us, and Westworld. Uh, it's tough. There's a lot of good shows in there. Yeah, those are heavy hitters. Um, I'm, you know, my early guess is Game of Thrones, but I got to watch this season of Handmaid's Handmaid. Tale. I think Handmaid, for, oh, uh, cinematically speaking, I think it has to win, just because Game of Thrones is the epic everything, epic, epic, epic. Whereas Handmaid's Tale is the small, it's not epic. It's like little details and 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 tiny little micro focus, and so it's a it's like two very different things to compare. Okay, but it, I I think Handmaid's Tale is likely to pull it off again. Um, outstanding comedy series. We have Atlanta, Barry, Blackish, Curb Your Enthusiasm, Glow, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, Silicon Valley, and Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Um, could, you you like Barry, right? Yeah, and you really like Barry. A lot of people were talking about Barry. I got a text from my friend in the U.S. going, "Are you watching this Barry show? It's my new favorite show." And like, it sort of crept up on people. But uh, I've, I think it's yeah. I think people would really like that show if more people watched it. I think they'd enjoy it. Yeah, interesting. HBO. I don't know. HBO show. So, yeah. I mean, um, I, I can't make a call. I, I love Silicon Valley. I thought the season of Silicon Valley oh. was very good. Delightful. It's always good, but I noticed no no nominations for any of the actors in the show, which is kind of a question mark. You know, Once I mean, it's again, just too though. much, too much other. But if they took out the SNL nominations, there'd be yeah. room for a nomination for for uh, a couple of those people on uh, Silicon Valley. So That's the female category, though. No, no, the male, too. The male had Alec well, Baldwin and, and uh, Keenan Thompson. So yeah. those guys should not be up against some of those other comedic actors. No. It's not the same thing. So, yeah, so those are the Emmy nominations. So, again, another great uh, season of TV behind us. Um, but we have an, a season coming up in a couple months, and they're starting to promote those shows on on uh, TV as they get ready. Uh, and I was watching Colbert and, and it just happened to be watching it live. So I couldn't skip the ads. It's so funny when I watch TV with my kids. I wasn't watching Colbert with the kids. We were watching something else live. I think it might have been, might have been America's Got Talent. I'm, I'm not ashamed to say I watched America's Got Talent. Um, there's, one, there's at least one thing <laughs> per show that makes that brings a tear to your eye or makes you laugh. Well, we were watching. My kids really like it, so we're yeah. watching it as a group, as a family. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, the, during the commercials, they're like, "Okay, Dad, skip it." And I'm like, "I can't. It's live. We can't skip commercials." <laughs> and I explained to them, this is what it was back in my day. We had to watch all the commercials, or you get up and you go to the bathroom, or you yeah. go get a drink, or and something. we liked it. We loved yeah. it. 
Um, so anyway, I'm watching Colbert again, watching it live, and I noticed a couple, couple of previews come on for their upcoming fall season. And I have a few issues with this upcoming fall season. Number one being uh, this one in particular. Hold on a second here. What uh, theme song is that, Kenton? Rockford Files. <laughs> Just kidding. All in the family. Tom Sell. It's Mag- Magnum Mag- P.I. Come on, man. Come on. How old are you? <laughs> I was joking. They are rebooting I Mag- thought that P. question I. was so, insulted my intelligence. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> For our younger listeners who might not recognize that, that is Magnum P.I. Uh, an amazing show from the 80s that was, I think, everybody's favorite. It was so good. They're rebooting it this year. They're bringing it back. There's a new Magnum P.I. coming out in the fall. And I'm not happy about that. I think it's the stupidest idea. But uh, but the track record for these shows, we have Hawaii Five always been going strong for like seven seasons now. It's still on. Uh, it is oh boy. surprisingly, and uh, and and um, MacGyver was a surprise hit as well. <laughs> so there's some kind of I guess evidence to say that these shows do well. But I'm not going to watch it. I, there's no, there's only one Magnum PI. There can't be another Magnum PI. Like how can they make somebody else other than Tom Selleck that that person? Is Tom Selleck going to be in the show in some capacity? I'm sure they'll do some sort of. He's on Blue Blood, so. Oh, he is on Blue. Is that the same network? They could do a, they could do a crossover, maybe. Is that CBS Ooh. as well? CBS, yeah. Oh, there you go. That'd be interesting. You don't want him to do the cameo too soon because it'll make just make everybody wish it was him. True. That's right. They'll probably yeah. do the Hawaii Five O crossover Ooh. with Magnum PI, right? Because yeah. it's all in right. Hawaii. Um, also, they're bringing back Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown is coming back for a show. Now, oh, I don't ooh, know. good. Some more heavy-handed satire. <laughs> it was a good show when it was on. Yeah. I, where was the demand for a Murphy Brown? I don't know. I don't know. Reboot or like, you know, re- relaunch. I think that. Is she going to um, be fighting with Dan Quayle again? Well, it says. Uh, <laughs> no, Mur- it's her. Brown like, heads back to the airways with the original oh. FYI gang. But to, what to make of a world around the clock info, social media and fake news. So they're going to take Murphy Brown and put her back in the news uh, room or whatever, and and it's going to be the newsroom with Jeff Daniels, and and uh, they're going to be uh, playing guitar in the garage. But um, yeah, yeah no, that was just, just come on, can't you find out? Can't you think of some new ideas? These are just really well. It's cool because ideas. old people watch TV now. Mm-hmm. That's what it all comes down to. So the reboots will keep Fast and Furious. So, uh, yeah, they'll bring the old cast back yeah. or take the right. old premise. Until, I would rather they just dead. rerun old episodes of Murphy Brown. To be honest, let's just let's just do that. See, I still have a cable that goes into the back of my television. <laughs> yeah, me too my TV viewing device, and as long as that's the case, they're going to be rebooting stuff that people from my generation watch, so get ready. I'm still, <laughs> I'm st- I'm still saying the Cheers reunion. That would be like Super Bowl numbers. It would be, yes, I think so. Um, the other show on CBS that I have an issue with is this one called, uh, we talked about religious TV shows. Uh, Preacher is a good example of a show that takes religion and turns it on its head. It's, of course, based on a comic book. The character, there is there is like God as a character in the show and that kind of stuff. And another one similar to that is coming out, not similar, sorry, at all, but just the worst possible interpretation of this. God friended me. That's what the show is called. That's what the show is called. Um, a podcast hosting self. Oh, there you go. Podcast <laughs> host, self-proclaimed pesky atheist who wants to make you think is friended by God on Facebook. That's the premise of the show. Starring Bill Maher. Oh man, no, no, I don't think I don't know who it is, but uh, it just sounds like a horrible premise for a show. I can't imagine that's going to do well. I don't know. Was but, the but, Oh but, God brand already uh, owned by somebody else? It sounds, <laughs> oh sounds God, like Oh devil. God Volume 16 or whatever yes, we'd be up to. They would yeah, George God. Burns, uh, CGI. Oh, man. Bring them back. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. So those are the three shows. I saw all these kind of in a row on a, on a 
thing on um, on CBS, and I'm like, this is just, you know, and I'm sure there's going to be much worse episodes or much worse ideas, but come on. Like, they just need to come up with better But the ideas. weird thing is overall TV's never been better. Well, that's right. It's never been but better. The, the whole premise of, like, throwing these things at the wall and seeing what sticks – I hate that. I really hate that. Mm. They need to stop doing that and just focus on making good shows. They have enough people working at these networks to determine what's a good show, we would hope. Um, but they don't can't seem to figure out their audiences yet, and they can only guess at what audiences will like. So they make all these different shows, and then by the end of the – or my my, um, uh, my friend Jeff Braun from The Couch Potatoes likes to say, canceled by Christmas, because that's the – if they, it doesn't do well, it's canceled, and that's it, and they move on. But such a waste of resources to make all these – Episodes of television that never get aired or or then it's done and I don't know. I just wish there was a different way of doing it. I think Amazon does something different, don't they, Chris? Don't doesn't Amazon do a thing where people vote? So they, I think they're ending that now because oh, okay. Jeff Bezos is like, we need a hit and they haven't right. had a big hit yet. Uh-huh. But yeah, before they would uh, have all their pilots on and they have fans like vote or watch and they would take the data and the votes and kind of determine who they would pick up. And so like the first I don't know few handful of years, that's what they kind of did was. Uh, pick up shows like that but some of them are really low budget and just you know, no one's going to want to watch that uh, and then yeah Netflix and AMC they kind of are in the you know order to series model now where they'll just you know pitch us your idea and write a few episodes of your script of your series and if we like it we'll ma- ensure that you uh, you can uh, continue on instead of going out there to film a pilot and then kind of look at it and and pick it apart and kind of, you know, think where it's going to go. I like the idea of having, like, people can write scripts, and then from that they can kind of see where the season goes because anyone can write a great uh, single episode of television. It's what are you going to do next week and the next week, or what are you going to do the next hour next hour they're going to keep people watching your Netflix show. So I think you need to do – the the networks are still stuck in that pilot model of, okay, in in the fall we're going to – uh, order a bunch of scripts in January. We're going to pick the ones we want it to be a TV show. Film a bunch of pilots, and from that pile of crap, we pick out <laughs> twelve shows that we think will air uh, over the next year, and then maybe four or five that'll air in the fall. And the best it can come up with is Murphy Brown and uh, Megan Pi. Megan Pi. That's right. Well, as long as the reboots are getting viewers, and that's, that's what they'll do. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's Roswell, New Mexico, like a Roswell reboots on the CW, so everyone's trying to. Is that they really doing a Roswell reboot? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, but I really do. Like, AMC is still, despite the end of Mad Men and, uh, and Breaking Bad, AMC continues to knock it out of the park with with uh, Preacher again. This season has been very good. Uh, Better Call Saul is coming up in a few yeah. weeks. Excited about that. They've oh. got a new series uh, that kind of, I guess, follows Better Call Saul. I don't remember what it's called. But it looks very good. It stars that one guy from Black Mirror <laughs> in the other episode of Black Mirror where he gets like some – I don't remember what he does. The one where he gets something drilled into his brain, but that's like every episode. Um, but anyway, <laughs> it looks like a very good series, but I think uh, that's a much better model. Commit to a season. Commit to one season or maybe two seasons, and let's see what you can do with that. And I think that's a better – because there's been some like not-so-great shows on, on AMC, right? But you don't you don't hear about them as much because it's not like three episodes in the cancel. They air two seasons and then they just don't renew it. Like the Killing, that was one of them, right? Killing, they did two seasons and then didn't renew it, and then Netflix picked it up. Right. Um, I want to move on to recommendations because we're getting close. Are to the we end. done the nominations? Well, yeah, that's all the major <laughs> ones, unless there's something. Oh, do we missed. do all the major? Or did yeah. you have another one there? No, Chris? That's, that's it. No. Yeah. So we'll, we'll Boy, that's, well, how many did we leave on the table? How many how many uh, recommendations did we not do, or how many? Uh, I think categories? there were some of like the supporting and the limited series, TV series. Which- a lot of okay. the writing and, and that kind of stuff we didn't do, but we just did the kind of major that just ones. flew by so fast. Yeah, it did. I just long. wanted it to it's last like a little it's like longer. Convocation, you know, it just keeps on going and going. I wouldn't know. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> okay, recommendations, and this ties right in nicely yeah. to mine. Um, You're going first. I'm going to go first right. because, and this is a couple weeks old for me, but we haven't podcasted in a while. But while I was setting up for FanQuest and running FanQuest, I had this thing where I was like spending a couple hours every night working on FanQuest stuff, and then would stop, take a break, and go and watch an episode of The Expanse. And The Expanse is uh, my new favorite TV show of this season. It's amazing. Uh, it's of course this is one that was picked up by Amazon, so it ran three seasons on Sci-Fi. The third season just ended, and uh, and then it was uh, picked up by Amazon, and they're going to be airing uh, season four on Amazon Prime next year sometime. And the show itself is an absolutely amazing show. It's a sci-fi. It's it's like a hard science fiction show, so they really focus on trying to make everything realistic. Um, and these are things like um, so instead of having just artificial gravity, which every you know, the, the Enterprise is artificial gravity, Star Wars is artificial gravity, but in this series, you have to either thrust the ship forward to get gravity as far as, like, um, push on the on the floor or they spin it. And the one, the one, the one issue, they have another device with just, like, these magnetic boots that people have. So if they can't have gravity, they'll just have them have these magnetic boots and they can walk around normally. Um, it doesn't always work because you can't simulate the full, like, if someone was in zero-G, even if they have magnetic boots, they'd still be kind of floating with their arms like all the side. They don't do that in the show, but you have to kind of suspend that disbelief. But The Expanse has been very, very good. It's kind of got political intrigue. It's about humans colonizing colonizing the solar system 200 years in the future. There's uh, there's like Cold War stuff happening. There's um, nice, there's good space battles, great characters, a little bit of alien mystery or stuff like that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to season four. This is the one show that I'm going to actually get Amazon Prime for uh, is The Expanse because I've enjoyed it so much. And I'm actually going to get into the novels. It's based on a series of novels. I'm going to start reading those uh, next week when I get my uh, go pick it up from the library. So if you haven't watched it yet, Kenton, watch The Expanse. I will. Yeah. Have you seen it, Chris? No, I haven't, no. Okay, yeah, it's really good. The first two seasons are on uh, Crave TV. Um, the third season, I'm going to assume, is on uh, somewhere are you legal. Pay- are you paying for Crave TV? I do, I do. It's like five, How much is it? Five ninety nine a month with my with my cable subscription. Because they've got the new uh, Sasha Baron Cohen show, They too. also have a new season of Letterkenny. So, yeah, Crave TV is worth getting right now. Letterkenny alone would be worth it. But um, it, it's – and also has The Handmaid's Tale, for those who don't subscribe to whatever – um, wherever you get the Handmaid's Tale, Bra- Bravo, and yeah. the new Castle Rock Stephen King show will be on Crave as well. Yeah, wow. so it's it's actually Crave TV is getting very very good. Go subscribe now. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by Crave nah. TV. Crave no, no, it's and good. Amazon Prime. It's worth it. It is worth it. Honestly, um, I I think that I could live on Netflix, uh, Crave TV, and Amazon Prime alone now. Uh, almost to that point where I can I can cut the cable completely, but. Not my wife still likes The Bachelor, so I have to, I have to keep that going. Um, so that's my recommendation: is The Expanse. It's very, very good. Excellent. I've added it to my watch list on IMDb. Chris, do you want to go next? Uh, my recommendation is a podcast called Inside Jaws, mm-hmm. and it's kind of uh, jumps around. It's a storytelling podcast of great sound design, and it just tells these little snippets. It's the uh, it starts off with like the shark attacks that inspired uh, Peter Benchley to write the novel Jaws. And then the rest of the episode kind of follows Spielberg throughout his life, jumping forward in time, like after the movies come out, uh, growing up in Arizona in the 50s and, you know, sneaking onto the Universal lot uh, as a 16 year old, trying to, you know, learn everything he can about making movies and then also just being on the set of Jaws, the, the biggest you know nightmare he's ever had. Uh, it's just a great uh it's you know half hour podcast you can put it on and these little you know these you know, little snippets of jj abrams you know working on spielberg's old film when he was a kid like these little stories that you might have come across before in like articles or other interviews they're all put together now and, and just uh this 
yeah, I got, the sound design again is just great. When he and the the mood that it uh, creates when the the sharks attack someone at the beach, it just it really is disturbing. I'll go with that. But it's just a nice little, little if you're a Spielberg fan, if you're a fan of Jaws. Uh, Inside Jaws is a nice little podcast for the summer. Instead of reading Jaws the book, uh, listen to Inside Jaws the podcast. I, I watch Jaws every summer. I and do who as well. doesn't? I mean, I do. they show it. Yeah. It's always on TV. Although I haven't read the book for a number of years, I might, I might hmm. read, read through. But I'll listen to that podcast. It sounds like yeah. a very good podcast. Yeah, that's great. I just wrote it down. There you go. All right, my recommend. I'm going to give three quick recommendations. Foreign shows on Netflix, and they all have one thing in common: they have a terrible translation. Uh, in terms of what their title is in English, <laughs> I know so what one here, of them is. I can I, I guess, but go ahead. Do you know the rain? No. Oh, not the rain. Okay, that's one that's really bad. Okay, get ready for this: <laughs> the break, the mechanism, and the money heist. All right. So uh, the break is a superb. I think it's Danish thriller, crime noir. Where what if you had a small town where everybody's guilty of something? Okay, you're investigating a crime, but while you're investigating that crime, you find that every single person in the town is hiding a terrible secret. Well, that's the break, and I found it very enjoyable. The mechanism, at first, looks like it's a Narcos kind of thriller, but and I won't spoil it. There's a, there's a relation to Narcos there, but I'm just going to say it's like sort of takes that genre and has some surprising things to say about it. So that's the mechanism. And uh, the last one is Money Heist, which I'm watching right now. It's and a horrible name. It's a terrible name. And uh, let me just say it's trashy fun. <laughs> trashy from, uh, fun for coming from Spain um, about what happens when you got a bunch of people uh, to, who are robbing the Spanish mint. And nothing makes any sense. Motivations on the show don't make sense. Nothing makes any sense. Anything anybody does on the show, you're like, give me a break. No way would that happen. That's crazy. She'd never do that. And yet, I find myself just being sucked into the show more and more. But as I say, trashy fun. If you want trashy fun All for right. the summer, Money Heist is for you. There you go. That's pretty good. Yeah, Sorry, Chris. Chris. Say, it's an easy to remember name. It might be a terrible name, but you can remember it now. Yeah. Money Heist on Netflix. Yeah. So it's the easiest I, thing. I thought The Rain, uh, I have not seen this. Apparently, it's good. It is another foreign series, but it's about like a toxic rain or something like that. And, and just calling it The Rain makes it sound really, really awful. You found the Darth. Found you the found Kylo the, Ren action figure in your yeah. studio. Yeah, that's, that's left over from a previous episode of Star Wars Nerds. Yeah, Dan's kids were playing with him. They were entertained by him for about thirty seconds, and then they threw him. They threw him across the room, or there he landed, and no one ever touched him again. All right, that's going to do it for this episode <laughs> oh. of Media Nerds. Uh, Chris, thanks for so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Love uh, having you happy, on. Happy Prime Day. Happy Prime Day. Uh, yes, whatever that is. It's been great having you on the podcast. As I'm Dan Vadamunker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you in the ass. 